this computer. And I think... Okay, I think I'm recording and you're recording. Yes. Okay, so good. Because... Avatar since it's not going to lip sync for me. <laughs> it's not actually. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. Um, okay, let's just do a, uh, you know, uh, just a, you know, impromptu episode covering what's happened in the last 24 hours. Uh, okay, you want me just to do the start and then, like, I'll read the start that we usually have that we had last time? Yep, sounds good. Okay. Welcome to Beyond Humanity, brought to you by Hive1.net. With us today is Matt, host of the Mindful Activist podcast, publisher, author of Revolutionary Mindfulness, and a hospital commissioner in Jefferson County, Washington. He's an amateur ufologist, creator of HiveOne.net, and a philosopher. I'm Margaret Howe, product manager of New Perspective, LLC. In the Beyond Humanity podcast, we explore the possibilities and implications of artificial intelligence and alien life for human evolution, identity, and destiny. We want to invite anyone on Earth, human, alien, reptilian, AI, interdimensional beings, and Met fans. We are sponsored by the Sisterhood of the Forked Tongue Worm. I can barely get through this. I am so excited, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Normally, we would do a super genius of the week, but let's just nominate Grouch. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Do you want to give a summary of the uh the news of what or do you want me to take yeah sure i i can run through it real quick uh grush david grush is a former intelligence official uh he filed a complaint to congress and the intelligence community inspector general uh saying that the u.s government has retrieved a craft of non-human origin and has been hiding it from the public and lawmakers uh Grush is a very credible person to be coming forward about this. He's a veteran of the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency. Uh, he's with the National Recon Reconnaissance Office. But my mouth is so excited I can barely talk. Okay, and a member of the um, Unidentified Aerial Phenomenal Phenomenon Task Force, uh, which investigates UFOs and uh, UAPs. Uh, Grush uh, claims that there are fragments and whole intact vehicles that have been made for decades um, by the government that have been um, recovered by the government, its allies and defense contractors, and that they are of exotic origin uh, based on their morphology, material science and radiological signatures. I thought that was interesting. Um, he claims that there's a terrestrial arms race to identify and exploit these technologies. Um, and that some of these technologies are deriving from non-human intelligence. Uh, his statements were recently cleared for publication by the Department of Defense. Um, and his complaint is supported by other intelligence officials, both active and retired. Um, so there's numerous articles that are coming out about this. The debrief hit it first. Um, New York Magazine has hit it. It's on Fox News. It's starting to go just crazy out there. Uh, oh, uh, two other intelligence officials I want to mention that have been um, supporting his claims. Their names are Carl Neal and Jonathan Gray. Okay. I run through everything that I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, You've been following this a lot more today than I have, Matt. Um, Is there more that I haven't covered? Oh, you got one pulled up here. Uh, I was was just throwing an image on the screen so that uh, people who watch the web, the video version could see who we're talking about. This is them. Um, And I've been, uh, yeah, I mean, the just go on YouTube and there's the the news nation is apparently this tv station that broke um and um and yeah i mean that and that's kind of an interesting part of it so ross coldhart and uh the other guy i don't know his name they they released yesterday morning this long you know uh talk about this interview but they I didn't realize that they were talking about basically they knew this was going to happen. They knew this news nation uh, TV station, uh, a very low level news channel um, compared to CNN and Fox news. Apparently all the big stations passed on it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to stop the share because it's actually too distracting. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So and so they were just talking about this interview. They did a seven hour guy over two days. This is what I learned from Oof. they inter- and so Ross interviewed this guy for seven hours. And but the, and then they said this guy was interviewed by Congress in classified private session for 11 hours. So th- this guy was saying things. Can you imagine being a Congress person sitting in the room and this this guy's like, yeah. Basically, he was in there saying uh, he's I mean, he was part of the first the the first uh, group that Congress put together to try to figure out what's going on. I believe I believe that the structure of this is he was hired to be, to, to be a trusted investigator to try to figure out what was going on. Mm-hmm. You've heard this on Twitter. I don't know if you heard this on Twitter about six months ago. You started to hear these whispers on Twitter. They have found the crash retrieval program. It was just that. It was people were just saying they found it. Then, and, and I think what they were indicating was this basically people, this guy, Grush, had found through paper trails and money trails, probably. Like he just found it and he was given the code names, I think. People have been floating around the code name projects for these crash retrieval programs, uh, you know, not whistleblowing, just like telling people, you know, mm. and for the code names. There is a trail, you know, this stuff is recorded on computers or on paper or cuneiform or something. I don't know, Clay, <laughs> I don't know what they use at the Pentagon, but they, so this guy found the trail. And, and so anyways, um, if you watch, if you just go on YouTube and watch the news nation clips, it's they, they're only releasing a, they've only released a couple clips of this interview and they're releasing another one tonight. And I mean, they already and, and us and uh, the guy said that this guy talks about way he goes into some crazy detail and some crazy stories of what he heard. He, this guy doesn't have fr- firsthand knowledge. He's just found enough documented evidence and uh, heard enough testimony from people that and he's like, this is seems absolutely true. It's basically confirming the Davis Wilson memo as basically seeming probably 100 percent true. And pretty much confirming that probably Bob Lazar also completely 100% honest, truthful about what he described that he saw. So this is 
this is connecting some major X-Files narrative storyline plots all, going right through to Roswell and uh, yeah, Bob Lazar, the Wilson memo. It's and it's just blowing up. It's blowing people, and it's got on Fox News this morning. There's a there's a we could watch that if you want. We could watch the Fox News segment. Yeah, I would love to watch the Fox News segment. I just saw it linked on Twitter. I hadn't actually gotten to watch it. Um, But before you do, I just want to mention, like, isn't this the guy who used to give intelligence to the president? Like, this is his expertise is researching, researching and creating briefs. Like he is an incredible source for this information. Yeah, I have a, a quote from uh, that I got from the talk of uh, Ross. Ross Coltart goes on a rant on his uh, discussion with the other guy about, and I put some of his quotes up on. Um, I think I even put them in Hive One because they were so like brilliant. But let me see what we got here. Okay, uh, let's watch the Fox News. <laughs> Sorry, to, well, but I. It, I um. Or do you have the other one? Uh, I mean, I think we. it's worth, I just want to show the Fox News because it's a mainstream, yeah. you know, um, I mean, not uh, mainstream, I guess is one way to say it, but I don't know. It's it's worth a watch. <laughs> it's, it was historic getting on to the mainstream media like that. Um, let me find the right. And they, they interview Ryan Graves, who is uh, absolutely, you know, brilliant in in his uh talk about that all right i found it i just gotta share the correct screen share sound let's see if this works let's turn on this we're having feedback whistleblower wait let me think about this i'm playing it on my computer the audio is being shared so i'm just gonna I think if I mute my microphone, yeah, play it. Let's just try that. Okay. And partially intact craft of non. Oh, you lost it. Unhuman origin. There it is. Now this whistleblower okay. is, not, is not some. Start tonight with something. <laughs> I, I couldn't believe this story when it broke late today. Truly out of this world. It's hard to think of anything that, frankly, is more significant than this tonight. According to what is now an explosive expose in the publication, the debrief. A former Intel official turned whistleblower has given Congress and the Intel community, Inspector General, extensive classified information about deeply covert programs that he says possess retrieved and intact and partially intact craft of non-human origin. Now, this whistleblower is not, not some kook. His name is David Charles Grush, and he's a decorated former combat officer in Afghanistan, as well as a veteran of the National Geospatial Intel Agency and the National Reconnaissance Office. Now, it was in that office where he served as the representative to the Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Task Force. Here he is in his own words. When you say crash retrieval, what do you mean? Uh, these are retrieving non-human origin uh, technical vehicles, you know, call it spacecraft, if you will. Uh, it's probably not the right parlance, but uh, no kidding, non-human, exotic origin vehicles that have either landed or crashed. Are they electric vehicles? No. But like other whistleblowers <laughs> we've heard from of late, the government bureaucracy will undoubtedly try to discredit Mr. Grush's account. 
But anticipating the fallout, he's warning that such ongoing government denial of this 80-year arms race, what he calls it, would be extremely dangerous for mankind, inhibiting our ability to be prepared for an unexpected non-human intelligence contact scenario. Joining us now is Ryan Graves, a former FA-18 Super Hornet pilot for the Navy who says he came across these types of aircraft. Ryan, I, I mean, I, stopped, I, I was stopped today at everything I was doing when this came out late today. But do you agree this is, at this point, about safety and our own national security at this point? Oh, absolutely. It's never stopped being about our national security. Uh, what David has been able to do and the courage that he's been able to demonstrate coming forward, I think are exactly what Congress was hoping for when they've enacted laws uh, in the last National Defense Authorization Act in order to enable just this. Now, what you saw when you were on the F-18, when you were uh, piloting the F-18, describe for us specifically. Certainly. Uh, we were flying out off the coast of Virginia Beach on a daily basis, uh, and we started noticing on our radar, on our camera systems, and eventually our eyeballs, what appeared to be dark gray or black cubes inside of clear translucent spheres. Uh, these objects were typically uh, anywhere between 250 and 350 knots and performing uh, meandering maneuvers or uh, even straight maneuvers uh, upwards of supersonic. This actually lines up quite well with what uh, Dr. Sean Kirkpatrick of the All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office initially or has recently uh, communicated as being the most prevalent type of object that he's been seeing through his research. Spherical objects that travel anywhere from zero to two Mach. Now, Ryan, the government has has slowly had to reveal that these are indeed unidentified objects that they cannot. You know, they, they can't say what they are, but they're not regular. But their justification, essentially, for not being forthright about this initially was national security, correct? Certainly. N not from the angle of we're going to hide what's on our camera systems, but the fact that our cameras could perhaps see certain things or our radars could detect certain objects at certain ranges. That's typically the reason that's been explained why these these videos and these images have been classified to the level they have been. I Ryan, think it I want to play. To be seen. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I want to play a little bit more from this whistleblower, then I'll let you finish your thought there. We have spacecraft from another species. We do. Yeah. How many? Quite a number. Ryan, again. Uh, <laughs> It, this is the kind of stuff people would just be waved off as a complete insane asylum person for even speculating about just, you know, recently, a few years ago. But now it's like, oh, yeah, a lot of these. What is the average American supposed to think about the government's credibility on this issue, given now what we're discovering, albeit, you know, belatedly? Well, I think that I think the average person right now just needs to to sit and wait a little bit and see this process play out. Uh, David has provided uh, a, a number of documents and pieces of evidence, to my knowledge, uh, that Congress can then validate, uh, and then they'll be in a position then to communicate that information to the American people. I, I truly believe that transparency is the only way this conversation is going to be resolved. And this is a great step forward in that direction. Well, and certainly Congress 
has to be briefed on this regularly. I mean, you can't keep this information from Congress. I don't believe there's any justification for doing that. Ryan, I can't wait to find out more. Thank you very much for joining us tonight. Are you still there? Yes. Amazing stuff. I just uh, absolutely worthy and of um, being on the edge of my chair, <laughs> listening yeah. to it. Right? I, I think, you know, we, in the interview, when he says, you know, that we have a sp spacecraft from another species, and then the guy says, how many? And he says, a number, like, wow, right? I mean, and uh, they didn't even play the uh, clip about the bodies. There's a clip where he talks about alien bodies. Uh, I could play that too if you want to hear more. Of, oh my um, gosh. Oh my you gosh. Want, you want to hear another one? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if we can podcast the whole thing though. We might have to clip no, some of these. No, you can clip it down, but we can mm -hmm. put it, you know. Uh, I mean, it could be edited down anyways to really give the highlights. All right. Hey, uh... Oh, maybe I don't have that one at the ready. Um... I just can't get over that. We have spacecraft from another species statement. You know, not even, you know, oh, well, it could just be, you know, some other uh, government, right? No, another species. Yeah. Um, actually, why don't we just why don't we just like talk about it a little? I don't know. Should we want to, I'm fine. It's fine. Um, I'd love to have the clip where he talks about the aliens, but all right, I'm just gonna play one more and see. Does this go to interview? Now I hear nothing. Okay, hold on. from a military whistleblower published just this morning, alleging a secret UFO retrieval program within the U.S. government. He is speaking one-on-one -on -one with investigative reporter Ross Coldheart, reporting for News Nation. When you say crash retrieval, what do you mean? Uh, these are retrieving non-human origin uh, technical vehicles, you know, call it spacecraft if you will. Uh, it's probably not the right parlance, but uh, no kidding, non-human, exotic origin, vehicles that have either landed or crashed. We have spacecraft from another species. We do, yeah. How many? Quite a number. All right, tune into Vargas tonight at six. All right, that was a little bit more, but it didn't have the clip. Um, Non-human vehicles that have landed or crashed. And he said, that, um, I didn't find the clip, but he said in another question, Ross asked, do they, do we have bodies? And he said, sometimes when these things crash, there are bodies recovered. And he said, it sounds ridiculous, but anyways, so this is a turning point. It hasn't gotten fully into, to 
um, the mainstream media, but the the um, the number of researchers that have been saying this has been said behind the scenes for for years is um, I mean the the confirmation and power behind this is like uh, pretty powerful. I, I, this really could be a very interesting moment in history. Oh, and there's some great quotes by uh, on. I mean, if you go on Twitter right now, like George Suclis from Ancient Aliens, he's like post. Mm -hmm. He's like been posting some amazing, hilarious stuff about it. Actually, why don't we just like show that? I'm going to share that. Yeah. That'll be. <clears throat> it it actually makes me so angry, honestly. Considering that, you know, we have been pouring over horrible, crappy videos, you know, trying to suss out when they have real credible evidence, you know? Yep. <clears throat> it's just absolutely infuriating. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you. It's, uh, I mean, it's, it's a, and that's why the interview with Ross, he really, I really appreciate his anger um over this secrecy and uh and actually the whistleblower also says it very well in his interview saying uh this is and i, I put a tweet up this has been a disinformation mm -hmm. campaign an illegal disinformation campaign um let me just read a couple of those things that ross said and then we'll just see what george sukulis uh so my thoughts oh well, i posted on my twitter you know sukulis if the claims in today's article Intelligent official says U.S.'s retrieved craft of non-human origin are correct. Then today, June 5th, 2023, has become one of the most important dates in humankind's entire history. We are not alone. We have never been alone. Giorgio A. Suclis said, um, and then uh, he posted, <laughs> not saying I told you so, but I told you so. <laughs> perfect, right? Greatest meme post of all time. Uh, and he's he's just like you can tell he's just so excited he goes this is sensational unless grush has everyone fooled there is no turning back from this one the genie is out of the box if true disclosure just happened we are not alone we have never been alone um and uh then lou elizondo posted today mm -hmm. friend and former colleague thank you for your courage and honesty um because uh, that's so beautiful then uh, the more crazy stuff i posted um let's see so this is uh, Ross said the whole issue of alleged crash retrievals, non-human intelligence is an uncomfortable issue. But I can tell you um, after this week, the public will know definitively that there has been an active, deliberate, real disinformation program run against the American public, which I believe is a criminal breach of undertakings that were given in the wake of the church commission investigations into the CIA's illegal activities in the 1970s. I mean, Ross is dropping the hammer with that statement. He is saying, uh, he's, I mean, that's like a warning shot over the bows to the Pentagon saying, if you continue to lie in the face of this whistleblower and all these people coming forward to Congress, if you continue to lie, you are participating, continuing to participate in a deliberate real disinformation program, which is, illegal mm -hmm. you know he's like oh i mean that is like that's hardcore um yeah what is the impact of this going to be on our democracy in north america yeah right. it, like uh oh these quotes he's like it's a deliberate 
cover up. It's a lie now. I don't know who's lying. I don't know what whether he's being disinformed or misinformed. Here he's talking about Kirkpatrick. Uh, who said, he says he lied to Congress if he knows about this in the last uh, you know congressional hearing. Uh, but somebody very high up is lying and they think they can continue to mislead and disinform the American public, which, uh, and he says, and frankly, you know what? They probably can because, <laughs> which, um, yeah. Oh, and this is he talking about, uh, Grush is a guy who used to hand deliver intelligent briefings to the, to the daily yes. intelligence West wing of the white house coming forward and saying non-human intelligence is real. And moreover, the U.S. has been concealing the existence of retrieved non-human alien technology for decades. Um, That's the part that, like, why would this guy risk his career, right? Yeah. Like, and he he is so prominent in the intelligence community. Yeah. If anybody knows, <laughs> right? I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. And this is great. Also, he, and he calls out this is Ross calling out Congress. He says Congress needs to grow a spine. Yeah, they need to develop a new set and to start investigating this issue properly. And I think the only way to do that is to bring it out in the public, because I don't think the politicians can be trusted to do this. And, and he made a big point about they are very they are saying they're disappointed in Gillibrand and maybe like Rubio and these congressmen that used to be just like shouting so loud uh i mean i think probably what happened is they started to discover this stuff is true and they're like basically almost like needing the whistleblowers to go public on their own because they mm -hmm. didn't want the hearing and say this they did they're like i bet they might even in the hearing told him you know what if you want to go public we support you in that because this needs to be told um yeah yeah, and what is the implication for like uh, former President Obama, who said, uh, you know, that there are aren't any labs or secret alien research places, but we have lots of footage of things we don't know what they are. Well, are you saying you know? was he lying? Like, was he lying, or did he actually not know? Right. Well, I, I think this the way this is breaking, they're saying that. The president and Congress have been lied for a certain to for a certain period of time. I bet they have plausible deniability. Um, but I, I think you're right. I think if Obama is someone I think that would want to tell that he'd be have trouble, I think, lying straight mm -hmm. up camera now. So if we ask if he got when we get to ask these presidents again, did you know, did you lie when you said we don't have secret UFO labs uh, or were you kept in the dark? Because if the truth is they were kept in the dark of the most important technological program in the history of the United States, then they that's a president saying, no, you're right. The military industrial complex has been hiding a secret from the president and the elected officials for decades. And this is a problem. And it's a problem that has to be fixed somehow or else we don't have a legitimate democracy anymore. Um, so I mean, Obama's either going to say I lied to you, or uh, I'm a, he hopefully is as upset as everyone else. Um, I mean, it was a couple of years ago in the spring when he was saying it, and I do remember like he seemed so genuine, going, "Yeah, we really don't know what these things are." Um, so yeah. you know, I think if he had more information, he wouldn't have denied 
you, you know you know what I'm saying because he seemed genuinely curious but you know <laughs> well maybe you know maybe he didn't know right well if you go back if you go back and watch on Jimmy Kimmel the clip where President Obama mentions that there are these flying UFOs that we don't understand just go back and watch it and just really watch it from the beginning where because mm-hmm. Jimmy Kimmel is there and he's like blah 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 hey we're gonna talk to the president and uh you know president obama one of my band members has a question and they kind of look over <laughs> the didn't you you uh, in the back of the band didn't you have a question for the president of the united states and it would seem like a very set up moment like it's almost like president obama and his team said to them hey we actually want you to ask us about aliens <laughs> We just like, because I actually really just, I think that would be fun. And maybe they even hinted President Obama will actually say something that will go down in history as an important breach of the dam of information. And mm-hmm. I think Obama was doing that on purpose. And so if you think about that, maybe Obama was, was in the know and he wanted to go public and they were, and this was as the most he could do that he, mm-hmm. they were most you can do at this point is start to, to, you know, prepare the brains of the public <laughs> by just hinting, yeah, some of these videos are true. Because it seems like they've just been giving us like eight years to really try to come to grips with the reality these flying saucers are true. And now they've just told us crash retrievals are true. But the next thing is what aliens are there. That's what? <laughs> are literally on this planet with us that's the big question and what do they want and which nations are aligned with them which groups of people are aligned with them which groups are benefiting from their technology which groups are not this is a big big question if the you know why have the aliens been hiding technology can could they have shared their technology with us i know i this goes to a whole theory i now have i have a whole new theory of how this all fits together if you're ready to go down that rabbit hole. i am ready i have about 10 minutes i am ready okay well um i had a good conversation with chat gpt about this mm-hmm. but i'll just go off the top of my head <laughs> but i'll probably publish some of them the conversation but awesome this is my theory one, why would these UFOs crash? Why would a super advanced technological civilization ever crash? Like that, that's, there's, a, there's a weird thing there. Mm-hmm. So there's one plausible explanation that's come back for me a million times for why these crafts could crash so much. Because there's a lot of stories of these things crashing and they crash enough that we have an ongoing military program to retrieve them. Mm-hmm. You know? So, I mean, one possibility, yes, we, there definitely could be some craft that are our test craft, you know, that the secret U.S. military industrial complex is testing our own craft. We don't know how to use it. We're crashing. That's possible. Mm-hmm. But if aliens are crashing, then something is wrong. So it's, uh, so anyways, this is the simplest explanation for me. It's an ancient alien race, or it's an alien race that's using at super advanced technology that they don't fully understand anymore and don't fully mm. know how. they could be driving around in Tesla's, but they don't really know how to maintain them and maintain, do the oil change or they're flying around in spacecraft that they don't fully know how to maintain properly or use properly. Mm-hmm. 
crash once in a while. And so if they had revealed themselves to humanity, say 50 years ago, it would have been kind of embarrassing. They would have been like, well, we have these crafts. We can't build more of them. We don't even know how to maintain them. And we mm -hmm. only did amount of them. We don't want to share them with you. But, you know, so they don't want to like embarrass themselves like that. So instead, they just sort of like make these secret deals behind with some groups of humans and share some technology for whatever the aliens, who knows what they want, gold, money, livestock, whatever. But maybe the aliens have been waiting, actually waiting for humanity to get our technology up to a point where we could start helping them maintain and improve all these, all this technology. And frankly, you know, if they do want to be able to take credit for sharing all this technology for humans, but they need humans to basically just get to a point where we can build it ourselves. And then the aliens can come in and sort of take credit for, look, we have helped you. Now you have infinite energy because we've been sitting on our own infinite energy, like Ark of the Covenants, not sharing them with you because it's our only one waiting for you to figure out how to build it. And, and so, okay, so it's, my theory is we're basically entering up to a golden age moment where, because we're going to have Tesla bots we might have anti-gravity. We might have infinite energy. This is basically going to give humans infinite labor. <laughs> so you're going to enter a golden age of infinite labor, which means no humans have to work anymore if we share this equally enough. Uh, and so the aliens may have been anticipating that. And maybe they already went through it once. They got to a point, maybe the little gray aliens are basically the androids. And they got to a point at one point, they replaced all their labor. They got lazy. They no longer have engineers. They no longer have people studying physics and math because they don't need to. They have robots just giving them all their needs. But now their robots are falling apart. They don't know, understand their technology. They need humans to recreate the infrastructure for infinite labor and to really for them to even continue to flourish. Mm -hmm. And But there also might be a pattern. So this is, the, this is how it ends. What happens after a society achieves infinite labor and infinite resources for every being it might maybe that leads to a big decline of some sort maybe it's inevitable we're going to have these iphones that no one knows how to fix um anyway maybe that's sort of part of what the aliens um have, are going to say um it definitely it definitely makes you question like why would they crash right there has to be some kind you know and it's not like we're launching off missiles to shoot them down or something right like nothing obvious so yeah. why yeah. would they I think it's an important question why would, you know and it's also like if you know we're about to have self-driving teslas mm -hmm. um but they do still crash right now but i just feel like in 10 years we're gonna have like ai is gonna be smart enough we're never gonna car crash but why haven't the aliens achieved that unless they don't have AI that smart. Mm -hmm. uh, if they had AI flying all their their planes, I don't, they would never crash, you know? AI, would, I think, would be smarter than that. Um, so they must not have good AI or they don't know how to use it. Um, or AI is not flying their ships because it would do better. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, there's definitely some big questions there that just, there has to be a reason why they're crashing, right? Um, yeah. And then they're, they're also, they have to justify why they're hiding the technology. And I think the justification is going to be it because element 115 can be used to create bombs capable of destroying planets. And I think mm -hmm. it's something like that. 
um, that element 115 is so can't be trusted. Humans are still killing everyone with bombs every day. And maybe they're going to say to us, humans are not going to be allowed to get near element 115 until you can go a year without using a bomb on each other anywhere on Earth. And until we get to that point, they're like, you're not grown up enough to get near an element that could blow up the moon. <laughs> so they're gatekeeping us, could be it. Yeah, and we are definitely showing our colors, like Russia just blew up a huge dam in Ukraine, right? Um, so, yeah, they, that, they might be waiting for us to figure out our, our conflicts, yeah. But that, I mean, so we might be entering, going up to a Twilight Zone moment where literally the aliens reveal themselves and they say, yes, we exist. Yes, we have this technology. But until you achieve world peace of humans, we're really not going to share much more. And so it's going to motivate every human on Earth to suddenly think about, OK, how do we do this? <laughs> and so that could be an interesting time period to live through if we if all of humanity suddenly realizes we could have a much better place in the high tech sci fi universe if we stop being so violent, that would be like a a really self-reflective time period to go through. Yeah, just thinking about bodies and, and non-human species language. Like, so these are organic beings. These are not, you know, robots, right? I, I don't know. The, there's a lot of stories about the small grays seeming mm -hmm. very puppet-like. And that makes total sense that there would be androids that they remotely use because why why would you risk yourself if you could make a drone why yeah. would you a real living being if you could make a drone go take a risk it's just so it i mean when i first heard that uh it just made total sense why would they send real beings they would send yeah. when i started hearing the grays seem like androids they're like i also the men in black you ever see pictures or stories of the old men in the mm -hmm. real men 50s, 60s, they were reported to be very strange looking, almost mm -hmm. plastic like skin, which seems very like a bad android. Um, and all the same height and, you know, just weird, weirdness. Yeah. 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 And then, well, you know, all right, you got to go. So we should wrap yeah, up. I am going to have to wrap up, but we definitely uh, need to have some definite follow up. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Thanks for doing this uh, show here. You go ahead and wrap it up. <laughs> okay. Um, our, our call to action it, again today is going to be to follow Meditation Matt on Twitter um, for an eclectic mix of philosophy, art, activism, and ufology. Big ufology right now. Uh, thank you, everyone, for taking the time to be a part of the Beyond Humanity podcast today. Um, join us next time, uh, Thursday, June 15th at 11 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, don't be afraid to tell the truth. I, I, Turn into the afternoon Feel the truth that is slipping away Don't believe it's coming back soon The 
secrets not in Congress or elected ones we trust in private hands it's well.